You're listening to The Shine Podcast. Whether it's business or personal growth, we believe in shining bright, encouraging women through conversations, tips, tricks, and resources along the way. Keep shining with host Shauna Starr, business owner, photographer, pink hair enthusiast. When she's not working, you can find her at the gym, the beach, or with her little dog, Murphy. Hope you're ready to smile, sparkle, and shine. One of the things I love about reading and continuing to better myself is this. I find I'm wrong about a lot of things, and I have no shame in saying that and finding that out. It's almost like this part of my brain gets to be opened up where I had no idea that there was even a door there in the first place. In a current book that I've been reading, it's been doing this for me in a whole new way. And I read a lot of good books, and they have useful, encouraging, and motivating information for me. But after a few start to sound a little bit too similar and watered down, I know it's time to switch it up for a bit. So this time I went with something a little bit more blunt and a little bit different angle for self-help and seeing it not as learning something and then being right about it, but just as seeing it as I'm now less wrong about each thing that I'm learning. And part of the reason I'm sharing this is because I so much want you to have those aha moments too. So it's the best way to do that is to encourage you to keep reading and keep going. And in doing so, I hope we can all have some great conversation about it in hopes that more conversations I'll have, I'll be less wrong in the future about. I know that might actually sound a little bit hippy-dippy, but I liked the concept I read that when we learn, we aren't learning and doing the quote right thing, but now maybe we're just a little bit less wrong. And each time we learn and the next thing we learn just makes us again, a little less wrong and closer to truth and our truth. It brought me some clarity about a lot of inner things that I've been working on, including one, you should definitely read more blunt books that maybe make you go, ooh, that hurts. And two, the things I share now might not be exactly how I feel in the future, and it might shift as I'm learning. And that is perfectly okay. I feel like all over right now, I'm coming across these quotes about how it's okay to be wrong about something, admit it, and then move forward in changing that habit or that belief with no shame about it, because that's how we grow. And it's definitely a vulnerable way to go about it. And like I said, in our world now, I think it's important to not just hear, but understand and grasp that. Learning comes with some moments that might have you standing in the place where you no longer agree with, and that's all right. It's part of that growth. It's uncomfortable. And even the word vulnerable, like I said, comes to mind in terms that I fully believe in practicing. Being uncomfortable, and learning vulnerability. And those are both really scary. And I know a lot of people actually run from facing these things, but I want us to always face it head on. Okay, so I said maybe I've been wrong about a lot of things, or maybe just less right is a better way to say it. And it's hard to pinpoint exactly, but how I sometimes see and perceive self-improvement has slowly started to shift. And we all have what it takes to do the thing that's on our hearts. But it's hard to grasp that not all of us are going to do those things because the thing on our heart that we want the most has to be wanted so badly that we're willing to struggle for it. If we want the reward, but not the struggle, then we don't really want the reward. And sinking in some of that may be hard to hear, and especially some of these quotes today. 
But think about that. If we aren't really willing to struggle, we don't really want it. And all struggles look different, but there is going to be some pushback no matter what the goal is. I still think we can all have these passions that we want to lead with, but unless you're willing to struggle and, quote, fail and fall on our faces and hear no a lot, it probably won't be the thing you go after. So today I want to get into this statement that we are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter the external circumstances. Oof, something that may be a little bit difficult to tackle. I mean, there are actual external circumstances that give us a bad hand in life, whether that is health or wealth, and there are so many things that come into this. And even things like height that sometimes people perceive as a disadvantage. And absolutely, I am not overlooking those things. Life gives us some pretty extremely hard, and let's face it, crappy circumstances sometimes. No doubt. But the notion that we are responsible for the rest is something a lot of people don't even want to admit or take responsibility for. It would mean the lack of promotion, the lack of your relationship, money, or anything else in life falls on ourselves rather than being able to blame that crappy boss, your significant other, parents, or any outside source. So rather than peeling back the onion that is our self-awareness to really understand our own issues, shortcomings, and places where we've definitely lacked, I read that this layer is so deep that most of us don't ever even reach it. It's like the third and fourth layer of understanding, not just why we do something and why we think this way, but what we do because of the why that we think this way. And then why is that such an issue for us? This quote, the accurate measure of one's self-worth is how people feel about the negative aspects of themselves, really hit me during this thought. It's not the good things that I can point out, but what about the negative things? What do I think about those? And if so, self-improvement may really just be about prioritizing better values, better things to care about, and not just improving the thing that already is pointed out as, quote, good. Let me quick cover this. I know that some bosses really aren't that great, and some significant others really do drag us down and aren't healthy. And yep, definitely know that some parents can be a source of heartache for a long time. But let's start to grasp that maybe the reaction, the growth, and the subtle art of I do not give a crap is actually what's going to get you beyond blaming others for your shortcomings. I could easily blame a parent for some negative aspects in my life personally. But after counseling, self-improvement, forgiveness without expecting an apology in return, and also just choosing not to give a crap because it doesn't deserve my energy in the first place— is one reason that I'm happy in that part of my life. Because I'm choosing to give a crap about the things that matter to my present and to my future, not to my past. I am responsible for my life, and that is scary and sometimes a hard pill to swallow. But we could also think of it like this. Are you ready? You are responsible, which means they don't have to have a hold on your success, your failures, your shortcomings, your passions, dreams, and what you accomplish. Set your sights and goals on the things that matter. 
but it's our perception on the bad hand that we've been dealt that often is what actually holds us back. Because I think we should care about things wholeheartedly, but sometimes we choose to care about things that aren't going to be good for our present or our future, and we just need to let those go. So yes, We should all care, absolutely care about the things that matter. But so many times we care about things that don't deserve that time, attention, and like I said, brain space that we give it. Whether it's dumb arguments in relationships, grudges, or someone that did us wrong, we choose to care about stuff that just doesn't matter. So yes, care. But care about your goals, your family, your friends, your significant other and passions you want to accomplish and how to get there. Use that limited time we have, conversation, and that brain space for something more useful than trying to prove someone wrong that belongs in your past. You're responsible for what you care about, so choose to use it productively. And I wish I could say that as goals are accomplished, life becomes easier, and maybe the things you care about become easier too, but unfortunately, they don't. They just change. The problems change. So that's why you have to choose what you're deciding to care about, invest in, and give a crap about, because it has to be worth the struggle. We're going to struggle at some point, no matter what. It's up to us we struggle with, because it's in our daily decisions and actions. So we have to choose what we want to struggle with, and that's our responsibility too. So let's say you want to start a business. So at some point, you're going to struggle with that of some kind. So staying in the job instead might be the choice for you, but you're going to struggle with that as well. I chose to struggle moving to a new state, starting over and starting that business again that sometimes takes years to take off. But I choose it every day that I'm the boss. I could go get a nine to five job and that would be fine too. And then I'd struggle with something else there. But it's my struggle and it's for me. And for me, it's worth it. It's worth the tears and doubts and starting over. It's worth the unknowing. And not every person is going to choose those same struggles because we all choose our own. Which leads me to this next point that struggle and failing are necessary for development. One of the first easy examples to use is when a child is first starting to walk. They don't give up after falling down a couple times and say, well, I guess walking just isn't for me. After falling down, they keep falling and keep getting up. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it's a learned behavior to want to give up and think this isn't for me. Whether it's parents who maybe don't allow us to fail, maybe it's the school systems or even our peers as we're growing up, and even when we're punished for our failures. But you read about any successful business person, speaker, author, the struggle is part of their rise. It's part of how you connect with them. It's part of not failing per se, but figuring out what just didn't work and what works to get them to reach their goals. And I've heard it time and again that we should view our failures not actually as failures, but ways that it just didn't work, eliminating those steps and figuring out which ones help us grow. So many adults are afraid of this next step once they start something or decide something, whether it's applying for a job because the one that you have and you hate is still paying the bills and you don't want to be uncomfortable, 
or seem ungrateful, or starting a business, especially if it doesn't get as big as we hope, networking because it's a vulnerable process of business and we're forced to stand confidently with our product or service. But it's really truly the only way. I've even come to terms with this thought. Think of the worst thing that could actually happen if you failed. Your worst possible outcome of whatever you want happened. And really, when we start to write the process down, the thing that could happen isn't that bad. For me, maybe something would fail and I'd have to get another job. And big deal, I can get another job. I've done it before and I can do it again. It's absolutely a scary thing, but also beautiful that we're responsible for our actions, who we keep close with, our habits, and overall our life. And if you ask me, life is too short to pass with words, goals, and things still in our heart and mind that we never shared with the world. So why not put them out there? So here's my challenge for you. Write down what you want, what you want so badly that you would be willing to struggle for it. And then start to write all of the fears that go along with it. What would happen if the worst case scenario? And keep writing down until you figure out the step-by-steps that you'd have to take if it did fail. Hopefully it doesn't seem that bad or overbearing. And we are responsible for all of those actions. And we can continue to move forward if you're willing to struggle for the reward. I promise that I'm also doing these challenges right alongside of you. Only a few weeks ago, I decided that it was time to jump in and get a virtual assistant. Are there things that scare me about this? Absolutely. Could I maybe justify still not getting it and I could maybe still find time to get everything done? Sure. But I want my business and myself to grow. So this is where I decided that I am going to get a virtual assistant And I found one, or maybe she found me and she is incredible. So the first thing that I actually did was figure out how we can work together in the best space. And I do want to tell you about this new software that I got. It's called HoneyBook. It's actually a software that I saw years ago and never jumped on and heard about from other podcasters that I love. It's a software that integrates your projects, calendar, tasks, all of your finances, everything into one place so that it can be streamlined, beautiful, and much easier to manage, especially if you're adding in some other employees. So as soon as I signed up, I couldn't wait to tell the world about the software because only a few weeks in and I'm in love with it. And to be honest, I still have a lot to learn. And today I'm going to give you a code that will give you 20% off your first year, which I'm so excited about. And this isn't just for photographers, although I'm pretty sure they started out for photographers. It's any entrepreneur, anyone who owns a business or several. I actually put both my podcast and my photography in separate parts so that I can always send from different locations. It's amazing. There'll be a link for you below, but you can also go to davistaphotography.com slash blog slash you are responsible or just search in the search bar for HoneyBook and you can find your 20% off for the first year. And I'll also give a little bit more expanding on all the amazing things about HoneyBook. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that this helps you maybe jump into some more reading, something more blunt and a little bit more in your face. And also that it helps you just realize that those failures or what we consider failures are actually just part of that process and that we are responsible for the outcome. Thank you so much for listening to The Shine Podcast. If you loved today's episode, share it with a friend. For show notes or any notes from past episodes, head to DaVista Photography, that's D-A-V-I-S-T-A photography.com forward slash blog for downloads, codes, and more. And as always, be the light the world needs. Smile, sparkle, and shine.